It's that time of the week where you get to take a moment out for yourself to work on bridging that gap between the life that you live now and the life that you want to create. Today, I want to talk about DNA and how that really has very little to do with who you are as a person and who you want to be as a person. Hey, welcome to the self-improvement room. This is our fifth visit to the self-improvement room, which means it's episode number five. I'm Christy Davis and I am your host and I'm very, very grateful to be here delivering you the stuff that I talk about all day, every day, and my family are just kind of sick of it. So <laughs> they listen, but this is for you. This is our time and uh, I want to share this with you. All right, so... Your DNA might give you brown or blue eyes, it might give you blonde hair, it might give you red hair, it might give you short legs and a long torso like me, or you might be lucky to have long legs, or you might be lucky to have beautiful olive skin, or lucky to have really light skin, or lucky to have really dark skin. I actually think we're lucky to have any skin myself, but... DNA does not shape who you actually are. It does not shape your personality, contrary to what we believe. Now, I used to use, that's just the way I am, or it's my genes, or I take after my father, as an excuse for my behavior all of the time. For the angry outbursts, I was like pretty angry. <laughs> for the inability to control my emotions, I think I had the emotional quota of like a five-year-old for many years. And my overall bitchy controlling self. And even though I call it an excuse, I did truly believe that that was just who I was. Just like my hazel green brown eyes were part of my DNA makeup, so were my personality traits. But it turns out I couldn't use that excuse anymore because I found out that DNA really has very, very little to do with your personality and who you are who you are as a person. So while genetics plays a role in our personality, DNA is our overall makeup and our genetics, our genes are a part of our DNA. So while genetics play a role in our personality, uh, over the years that role becomes smaller and smaller because we're being shaped by different environments. So that's like work, school, home, when we're going out, church, depending on, you know, the environment that you put yourself in. You could be in a really nice neighborhood to, you know, everybody is a great community or you can grow up in a neighborhood where lock yourself inside because it was unsafe. So we're shaped by those environments, our individual experiences. So what happens to us in life, the uh, unique and contrasting people that we spend time with. And even with what we learn and what we consume and what we, you know, watch on television and what we read, uh, time spent on social media is a huge one. Think about how much we are influenced by that. Like I said, reading book, taking course, reading books, taking courses, all of those things contribute to who we are as a person. And I think the best news that I have for you <laughs> and I had for myself is that the belief that our genes determine our fate is a very common misconception. 
the belief that our genes determine who we are, how bitchy we are or how controlling we are or how nice we are or how not nice we are, the research just doesn't back it up. Now, our DNA might give us a predisposition to certain personality traits. So, for example, like I feel so much empathy that I would definitely, without a doubt, be one of those people that have Stockholm Syndrome. If I was kidnapped, I'd be like feeling sorry for the person going, why are you, why are you doing this? So that's one of my natural predispositions is to be empathetic. But apart from that, I was also a very sarcastic and very inflexible individual as well. Now, I've learned over the years through self-awareness that, and if you want to know more about self-awareness, then you can check out the, uh, what episode was it? You can check out episode number two of the podcast uh, where I talk about self-awareness and how important that is. But it was through self-awareness that I was able to look at myself and choose the traits that I wanted to keep and the ones I wanted to let go of and then the ones that I'd like to gain. It was almost like, you know what, here's a uh, catalogue of emotions, here's a catalogue of personal traits, make up the person you want to be. And that really actually is how our life works. Now, I know it doesn't seem that simple. And in a few weeks' time, I'm going to delve a little more into uh, my own personal journey so you can understand where I'm coming from. And understand that I'm not just saying this stuff, but I have made these transformations. And the person that I was compared to the person that I am now, if I can bridge that gap, then I'm telling you now, anybody on this planet can do it. They really can. Especially struggling from the uh, from ADHD. <laughs> but like the amount of executive dysfunction I had was insane. So... If I can bridge that gap, I really feel like anybody can. So I'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks' time. But you can coach yourself to be the exact person you want to be. Now, as I said, with ADHD, I had a hell of a battle because I already had that severe executive dysfunction, which causes all kinds of memory problems. And since being medicated, it's like, I don't know, <laughs> I can just remember everything. It's the most amazing thing to have like a normal memory. I feel like it's way beyond normal now. It's been fantastic. That aside though, <laughs> um, severe executive dysfunction causes memory problems. It caused very poor self-control. So I had very little self-control. Poor time management. So I was never making an appointment, definitely not. I was never on time and very poor organizational skills. So I never got shit done. And then I'd have, I was so overwhelmed with being so unorganized and so poorly self-regulated that I would then get that ADHD paralysis. And I think we all kind of get a paralysis at some point where we're like, oh, analysis paralysis, like... I'm just thinking too much and it makes me do nothing. So I kind of lived in that mode for, you know, 25 years. But I knew the kind of person I wanted to be because I saw people that were like that. I'm like, how do they got, how do they got their shit together like that, man? That's how I want to be. And uh, I wanted to be the type of person that was organized because I didn't know what that was like. Um, I knew I could do it. I was sure I could do it. There was a way. <laughs> um, I wanted to be on time and I wanted to... Uh, know what I wanted in the future. All I knew is, oh yeah, I'd love to sing. That'd be great. But that's it. I didn't have any clue beyond that. And, you know, I guess I'm thankful for at least knowing that. Uh, in the end, that's not where I 
really wanted to end up anyway. I'm right where I am finally now. But, you know, I just wanted to be the responsible, dependable, reliable person who knew what I wanted in my future. I knew I wanted to be kind and I knew I wanted to be understanding and accepting. But I had a really freaking long way to go to get there, let me tell you. But once I realized that it was more about being self-aware and then being responsible for building those habits and systems, then that's when I realized that you could yield those results. And I realized that what many of us don't realize is that we're actually not born to be a certain way. We're born to create our own experience. So you're not born to be a certain way, you are born to create your own experience. And I think a lot of us don't understand that or we don't know that or we don't realize that because we're not told that. They didn't tell us that at school. They said, this is what you got to do. Take maths, take English, do your HSC, get a good job, buy a house, put the white picket fence up, have a family and live happily ever after. You know, if you were going to be somebody that's stepping on the moon or something like that or a doctor, you know, fantastic. But nobody was like, well, you can create any life you like. Like what about the singers or the actors or, you know, the creatives? What about people that want to do things that, you know, others don't even know exist? What if, what if you're not the type of person that wants to have a family? What if you're the type of person that just wants to travel? What if you don't even want a home? You just want to travel from, from city to city for the rest of your life. That's up to you to create your own experience. You're not born to be a certain way. You don't have to fit. Um, that's kind of how, you know, how I always was. I mean, I had children. I got married and um, now for me, you know, I'm building my house. But I kind of, I want that for a different reason. And my children, I was young. I thought, okay, this is what i got to do. I mean, I'm bringing them up and <laughs> I'm raising them well and I love them more than anything in the world. I didn't know that I had kind of any other choice. So when I realized this, it set me free from the DNA chains that had caused me to hate myself. And what I mean by that is I was so restricted and so full of self-hate and self-loathing because of my DNA, because of what I was related to because of what I had come from. Uh, I felt like I was stuck in these DNA chains. And when I found out that I could just completely rewrite my, well, not rewrite my DNA literally, but basically rewrite who I was, that changed my life. I didn't have to be anyone other than the person that I chose to be and neither do you. While genetics can influence your personality, your genetics are not the sole determining factor. And even though your environment, your experiences and your choices play a crucial role in shaping who you are, it's imperative that you realize that you have control over all of those. You're the one with the control. Now, there's been nothing, seriously, nothing more valuable in my life than learning that with some effort and awareness, I can change. I can be whoever the hell I want to be. I can become whoever I want to become. I am not fixed into anything or anyone or any type of life. 
And I think this is a very important lesson to deliver to those closest in your life. So whether that be your kids or your spouse or your siblings or your closest friend, I wish that somebody gave me that information earlier. That would have been a hell of a gift. So maybe think about, you know, if you're sitting there with your friends or your family, just offer them that nugget of wisdom. See what they do with it. They don't have to accept it, but at least you've put it out there. And if you're sitting there thinking, Christy, I am too old to make those changes. Girl, I am too bloody old and I can't be bothered. Then you firstly sound like my mum and she's not too old and I keep telling her that. But I have good news for you. The science doesn't back up your theory. So I don't know if that's good news or bad news for you, but (laughs) the science don't back it up. It is never too late to teach an old dog new tricks. So when you hear your parents saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks, you say, actually, you can. (laughs) The science says you can. And I'm a big one for science because later on in the podcast, I'm going to go more into the universe and vibrations and manifestation and what most people consider to be the woo and magic and you can't make shit happen, blah, blah, blah. And I totally respect that uh, view. But like I said, I'm a big one for science. So I'm not going to bring anything to you that I haven't seen scientific backing for. So that stuff's really exciting too. Like I said, lots of research on my behalf. (laughs) All right. So I am now going to answer. This week we've got one question um, and I'm going to answer that question. Like I said, if you want to send in your own question, I will leave a link in the show notes or in the description if you're watching on YouTube. All you got to do is fill in the simple form and leave your question. If you just want to join the self-improvement room inside edition, which is kind of like my personal notes to you each week uh, through your email, then fill in the form, but just don't ask a question. Just leave it blank and we'll pop you on there. Now, before I answer this question, I just want to tell you that this is just my advice. And my advice (laughs) is somewhat educated and it's also from my own personal experience, but you should always definitely seek more professional advice if you're going to make massive changes in your life. All right. So let me get up this week's question. It is all about last week's podcast. Now, last week's podcast was three ways to tap into your best guidance system on the planet, which is your intuition. So this question is, hey, Christy, I was listening to the show last week and I heard you talk about intuition. I'm just wondering if some people are born with stronger intuition than others because I don't seem to be hearing my voice or feeling any feelings. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not laughing at you. I just laugh because I think there are a lot of people that feel that way, but I have good news for you. Yes, we are all born with the intuition. I think we're probably all born with the same amount of intuition. It's just some of us tap into it more than others and that comes with practice. So I gave you some practice steps last week. If you guys listening missed that episode, it was all about um, tuning into your intuition. I will make sure that I leave the link um, in the in the notes for you or in the description. But you can practice that through the week, those um, three things that I gave you. But if you're still not hearing um, or feeling anything, then I suggest you just slow down. You might be just moving too fast. So just slow down and really start to become self-aware. 
in the last week, you might not have needed to tap into you in, your intuition too much. But next time you've got a decision to make, like whether you know, you're going to have pizza or KFC for dinner or if you're going to go shopping now or leave it till next week or if you're going to hang the clothes out on the line and it's uh, you're not sure if it's going to rain or not, just be silent for a minute and go, what do I think? And just be really self-aware of what your body is doing or if there's any whispers in your ear <laughs> or if anything comes to mind straight away. They are the things that you need to take notice of. That is intuition. And it might be happening for you, but you just don't realize because it's always been there. Or you might just need to practice hearing it because sometimes we're not tuned into hearing things. It's kind of like when you get in your car and you've got your radio, it's not that the stations aren't there. It's just that you're not tuned into the station. So if you keep turning, turning, twisting, twisting, changing, 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 eventually you'll find the station you're looking for. You'll be vibrating on that station. You'll be vibrating on those airwaves, I should say. So it's kind of the same thing, intuition. You've just got to keep twisting, twisting, turning, turning, changing, changing until you can find that frequency and you start to lock into what we call our intuition. And I guarantee it is there, 100%. It's just about finding it. Yeah, continue to work on it and I promise you it'll be there. All right, if you have any questions, make sure you send them in. Like I said, I'll leave the link here for you. But like I said, you are never too old to change who you are. Your DNA does not define who you are. You can change your life. You can have any kind of life you like and you can be any type of person that you want to be. All right, until next week. Thank you for joining me in the self-improvement room. I will be back next week, same place, same time. And remember, over time, a little each day becomes a lot. All right, take care.